Long, boring wait times are a thing of the past with Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got James. Hello. And maybe he's back yet, Calvin. He's not back yet. Uh, how you doing, James? I'm, uh, I'm doing alright, RJ. Uh, it's uh, the midweek, you know, so only two more days to go. Um, I mean, I work from home right now, so like time is kind of... As it's been for a year, incredibly fluid, but, um... It has no meaning. It's a, yeah, Friday's still something to look forward to. Yeah, when you're, when you're like, completely disconnected from the actual, like, uh, majority schedule of, like, uh, human society, like, every day really just does feel like... You, it's like a reincarnated, uh, cycle, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the same thing every day, almost. Not in a bad way, always, but just in a way where it's like, oh my god, it never ends, and... It's Usually always a bad way, though. Oh, look, it's Calvin. Yeah, I, I, always, like, slightly different, so there's something interesting. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, what about you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm... We're now over... We're a week and a half into summer. And I'm already at that point of... Oh, God, it's been forever. Oh, no, it's only been a week. <laughs> being away hot. from school or being in summer. It is too hot. What was your question, James? Yeah. I was going to say being away from school or, or just summer, like feels like it's already been forever. Both. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's gotten really warm, really quick up, uh, where I am. Um, and it sucks. I don't have any AC. <laughs> I have my AC, but it's so expensive to use that I refuse to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thankfully it's supposed to drop like 30 degrees tonight. Oh. Yeah, and for the rest of the week where I'm at, it's going to be in like the 50s and 60s, and I'm so ready for it. Yeah, it's supposed to be cooler up too, which is nice. Which be, I was able to wear jeans today, and uh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. I don't think this is one I've done before, but my show notes only go as far back as episode 30-something. So, um, forgive mm -hmm. me. But Never. What's your favorite dinosaur? I have, I, I have it. I had to look it up, but I, I do have it. Okay, um, go for it. I am going to say Kulasukas, uh, which um, I've talked about this uh, show before. Walking Ooh. with dinosaurs. Um, yes. Yeah, Kulasukas. If you guys uh, remember, is the big salamander who walks from one end of like his pond to the other for like the whole episode. <laughs> um, that's his like big. Migration rituals that he has to cross. It's like they made this like big black uh, salamander like um, animatronic, and it literally walks like it's supposedly this mm -hmm. thing's migrational pattern was it would walk from like one pond across like a little peninsula um, to like another, and it took like I don't know maybe like a day, like a few days. But this thing because it's like an amphibian and used to being in the water, it's like vulnerable because of that. So it's like. 
but it was fun to watch and i remember as a kid i was like that'd be fun if that was like the one big thing i did do every year it's just <laughs> would it <laughs> i think so it'd be a pretty you spend like ha- like most of your year swimming and then you spend like one day like walking um and you're like then you get to the other place that you swim for the rest of the year and you're like ah i was productive a productive year everybody i mean and i you- guess if that's the only lifestyle you know but <laughs> The the man's like a monk. He's just uh, chilling out between two ponds. That uh, that appealed to me. Back I, and like, forth. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. I pulled this up. It really is just a giant salamander. Cool. Yeah. I I, uh, I remember, dude. That show's so awesome. But yeah, I uh, I really loved like salamanders as a kid. Like, really, really loved them. I thought they were cool. Um, yeah. Calvin, that's do you have uh, a favorite my... dinosaur. Uh, I was trying to think. I it's hard. I don't know. I'm gonna so I'm gonna take the obvious answer of Velociraptor, but okay, okay. But what are you talking? Accurate or Jurassic Park? I'm talking budgy, budgy raptors, small little feathered ones. So oh, accurate, sure. accurate. Yeah. So like. Yeah, because the Jurassic Park Velociraptors are not a thing. No, they're cool, but it's yeah. honestly way funnier to me that in the web com- the the accurate the accurate real world version comes up in the web comic Manly Guys doing manly things, where a space future marine is training a pack of budgie raptors as they keep referring to them because they are small little feathered things, um, and just the way they utilize these raptors as like basically bird purse dogs rather than vicious man-eating lizards is it was just so fun yeah this is, this is an old web comic i totally forgot about this yeah um and the guy's doing how long has this thing been around uh um, it's been around for a long time they stopped putting out new ones back in like 2015 or 17 Looks like his last one, or the last one so far, has been one spoofing the uh, most recent God of War game. Yeah. 2018, I think. How'd you find this, RJ? How'd you stumble across it? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, stumbled across it looking for Pokemon funny pictures as a like middle to early high schooler. And oh, yeah. their take on Pokemon is that, like, yeah, people do the battles and stuff, but if you don't do the battles, you're a disgrace. And a disappointment <laughs> to your parents. So if you don't leave home at 10, you're a lazy bum. And the character who's a Pokemon trainer gets shoved out of the house at age, like, 18. And picks up the first Pokemon he finds, which is a Magikarp. And in using the Magikarp, uh, he doesn't just, like, do the normal Pokemon battles. He walks up to other Pokemon and bashes them to death with the Magikarp. <laughs> well, that's really the only effective way to use a Magikarp, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fucking good. But yeah, the budgie raptors in that are designed to look like these. They're like a foot tall, fe- very floofy with lots of feathers, and get trained to uh, acclimate to mopeds. <laughs> Can they fly? No, no. The uh, could could some like like. I know, obviously, dinosaurs could fly. I know there's, like, pterosaurs and shit like that. Could any with feathers fly? Like, any of the mid-sized ones, or no? Is that, would that be too heavy? You're asking someone who doesn't know anything about dinosaurs. 
Yeah, I don't know anything about dinosaurs. That's why I'm asking, but I'm realizing I'm asking the wrong, <laughs> the wrong people. I, I'm the wrong person to ask too. So no, that's fair. That's totally fair. I, I, the only uh, knowledge I have about dinosaurs comes from the books I read as a kid and and the Jurassic Park movies. So, and we all know the Jurassic Park movies are 100% accurate. Yes, a small girl could definitely kick a velociraptor through a window by doing gymnastics. Yes, that that is <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> I've I mean, seen it, it happen. Is. They're only a foot tall. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. You got yours yet, Calvin? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess pteranodons, like the flying guys, are pretty cool. Yeah, all the classics are classic: Stegosaurus, Triceratops. I don't know. I like dinosaurs, especially obviously when I was a kid, because like, which what kind of young boy doesn't like dinosaurs? Uh, but I don't know that I was ever super obsessed with them. So I don't know. Jurassic Park yeah. always terrified me as a kid, so I never watched it. Same. <laughs> it scared me too. I was like, one of my fears is still Velociraptors. I'm terrified of like a big lizard that's smart enough to work in packs and open doors. That's, that's pretty because fucking... we've lived our life as an apex predator. Like we've that's never true. had to deal with being hunted. Like yeah. you can be with like bears and some stuff, or the but predator. they're they're typically still more afraid of us than we are of them. <laughs> So yeah. it's not like you step outside and you're like, all right, got to look out. The bears might be coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what uh, maybe that's what uh, the world leaders will introduce to curb overpopulation over the next decade is just velociraptors. Maybe that's the plan. That would be that would be kind of fun, actually. Would it? I would. Uh, well, no, not fun, but <laughs> it'd be, it'd it'd be interesting. Remember, they're introducing something to kill off people and you all want to hope that you're the one who like yeah but i'll be able to survive and you know deep down you won't you won't be no yeah. you never are like if you think you're going to survive any type of apocalypse you're the person that's dead first so conversely <sighs> yeah. if you think you die immediately do those people survive no they still die oh well there is no there is no one that lives <laughs> well i i mean unless you get raptured that i mean but does that count i guess i, I mean, are we talking people who are, yeah i'd say no i don't think that counts no Why? you've stopped you've shuffled off this mortal coil in essence that's fair that's what in i was all functionality like i should say because it is technically at least according to the catholic rapture that your body physically goes up as far as i understand it but it's still for all intents yeah. and purposes you're no longer upon this earth if you want to see an accurate cinematic depiction of the rapture, just watch, um, what is it? World's End uh, yeah. by uh, Seth Rogen or whatever. That's how the movie starts out. Is uh, Which I totally forgot that that movie was like a biblical apocalypse, which is funny because it's a Seth Rogen movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't the base isn't the basic like ending spoilers for the end of that movie? But as I understand it, the ending yeah. is as long as you do one selfless act, you're good. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, they all have to, uh, like, just good people um, get, obviously, get raptured first, and then, obviously, it's, like, all the celebrities who are, like, ostensibly selfish and very self-involved and whatever, gross people, all end up dying, and, yeah, like, you have to, the people who are left have to perform, like, a truly selfless action uh, to get raptured up, and, like, James Franco does that, 
like he saves his friends from cannibals and then he starts to get raptured and then as he's being raptured he starts bragging about it and then it stops <laughs> he just falls back down to earth that's a funny uh, bit <laughs> it's pretty it's not too bad it's pretty i commend him for uh for doing that uh, yeah and yeah, it doesn't that movie uh, is doesn't somebody get saved because like some one person's getting raptured and they're like holding on to the sec the person getting raptured like and realize if I don't let go, they're not going to get raptured. So they let go, and that is a selfless act that lets them get raptured too. Yes, that's like the very end of the movie because the whole plot is uh, Jay Baruchel, the guy who voices like Hiccup and How to Train Your Dragon. Like he comes to visit Seth Rogen because they're playing themselves in the movie. Yeah. So he comes to visit Seth Rogen in Hollywood. And uh, Jay Baruchel is like the Hollywood outsider. He's been living in Canada, like Toronto or whatever. So he's kind of like new to the Hollywood kind of like sleaze. And yeah, he's the one who gets raptured. And Seth Rogen is like hanging on to them, on to him. And the whole like tension in the movie, the drama is like, you know, um, Jay Baruchel and Seth Rogen come to terms as friends that they're, they've like lived different lifestyles and they have to reconcile with that. And then yeah, Seth Rogen has to let go of Jay Baruchel and then he gets raptured too. And then they wind up in heaven and everybody uh, who died in the movie is there and they close out the movie with a synchronized dance number to uh, the Backstreet Boys Everybody. Um, <laughs> which, which I guess is the way to end a movie. Pretty, pretty fucking sick. I'd agree. Good. Well, speaking of movies, it's time for Better Buddies Recommend where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. And I think I might have to go last based on what it is I'm going to recommend. I suspect it might generate some uh, enthusiasm from you two. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, you got go. one, James? Because if not, I, I got one. one. I I have one. Um, then go for it. I will go for it. Uh, I recently, for the first time, um, even as a man who went through uh, three grueling years of uh, film school, I recently, just uh, two days ago, watched Citizen Kane, first time. Um, Supposedly one of the, supposedly not one of the, supposedly the greatest film ever made. Um, it was made by Orson Welles, released in 1941. It details the rise and fall of an American um, business magnate named Charles Foster Kane. And, um, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. And it just details, like, his early parts of his childhood and then him coming into all this money and then, you know, buying a newspaper syndicate and growing this syndicate into an empire and then aspiring in politics and losing out and blah 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 very classic like rise and fall in america story um thought it was good i give it about a seven uh maybe an eight <laughs> um but it's hard because citizen kane is kind of like uh uh for cinema what like is for literature where it, he it just like shapes a lot of how um not just like the stories that are in movies, but even just how they're shot. Like the movie itself looks like a very modern movie. Its framing is very um, decisive and and obviously very um, designed. Uh, the sound design's pretty good. Orson Welles does a great job of Citizen Kane. He co-wrote and directed and produced the movie and starred in it. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, I would. Isn't it yeah. one of like the first non-linear stories too? Like big. Like, wasn't that also, like, one of the things it pushed? Was that, like, that idea of telling a story non-linearly? Am I mistaken? Can anybody hear me? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it's... Because it's, it's a... Is it a news reporter? Like, interview? Like, trying to get the last words or something? 
Okay. James, I can't hear you. Yeah, dude, we can hear you. Yeah. So I heard <laughs> nothing after asking if it was about it was a nonlinear story. Okay. Um RJ, you're I think I don't know. You're breaking up heavily again for you're me. You're a robot. Like Damn it. Damn it. Uh. <laughs> well then. Oh, uh, so yeah, Citizen Kane. <laughs> are you a robot still? Back. It, oh, it, here we go. <laughs> there you are. Oh my god. And you're not I'm a robot. Sorry. Okay, thank god. My internet's been like really shitty this week, so um I apologize. Uh but yeah, uh back on the on the topic. Um no, you're both kind of right. Um, Citizen Kane is told non-linearly. It's, it follows uh, a series of... It follows a newspaper reporter as he interviews different people uh, who are now older, um, who were involved with, like, Charles Foster Kane, Citizen Kane, in some way or another throughout his life, like his best friend, one of, the, one of his ex-wives, a gotcha. few, like, people work for him. So it flashbacks and forward to a bunch of different scenes uh, in his life. And... Uh, yeah, it's. I would say watch it in the same way that I would say like go to when you're in a like big city, you should go see like you know the monument or whatever that they have there. Not because you maybe like want to appreciate the architecture, but just because it's like that way you can say that you saw it and at least you have seen it. Um, kind of a shallow reason, but I do think there's like something to enjoy. At the very least, it's a very classic story. You're probably not going to get lost, but yeah, I'd recommend Citizen Kane. Cool. Calvin, what do you got? Uh, well, I was pro um, when I, I was originally thinking uh, that I was going to recommend the new because it seems like for the last couple of weeks I've been recommending the new Netflix film because they're they've been pretty good. But the new one, Army of the Dead, is very meh. Really? So, yeah. Um, so instead I'm going to recommend, uh, some music this week and I'm, I don't think I've recommended him before, but I might've, but we're going with it. Um, so this, I'm going to recommend, uh, Warren Zevon. Hmm. Okay. I was listening to one of his albums. Have you ever heard of his stuff? I know you have James. No. Yeah. Or at least if I have, right. I don't know that I don't know of it. Uh, well, he got really popular in like the seventies, um, a bit in the eighties, whatever, and then kind of came back early, late nineties, early two thousands. He had a couple um, albums that did better, um, but you would most recognize his most recognizable songs would probably be Werewolves of London, uh, oh. Lawyers, Guns and Money, or Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner. All from one of his first, his like first big album, uh, Excitable Boy, um, which if you're going to listen, if you're going to find a place to start, Excitable Boy is probably a, a great place to start. Um, I don't know that there's a bad song on that album. They're all pretty great uh, with Werewolves of London and you know, Lawyers, Guns and Money being some of the best, some of his best songs overall. Yeah, I know Werewolves uh, of London. Yeah, you know, most people would know the opening uh, start to Werewolves of London because who is it? Kid Rock like just ripped it off for uh, what that one song of his? I don't know. Oh, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's I like know. this Kid Rock song from like the it was Kid Rock, right? Yeah, it is Kid Rock. Uh, yeah. And from like he did that bit from. Well, now I gotta look it up. 
Uh, I can't find it right away, so moving on. Uh, but it was like, whatever. Um, so that Kid Rock song, you most people would be like, oh, let's get to play this. And then it gets into Werewolves of London, and it's like, no, it's a good song. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, Excitable Boy is a great album. But one of my uh, favorite albums of his is one of his later albums, uh, Life Will Kill Ya. Um, okay. That one's great. He's got some great songs in there. Um, towards the end, he was very, a lot of his songs kind of had a lot to do with uh, death. Mm. Um, his second to last album was um, like, I believe it's called My Rides Here. And it's in it, the entire theme of the album has to do with like death and the afterlife and stuff like that. And then like a year later, he found out he was he had uh, he was diagnosed with terminal mesothelioma uh, and he put out like one last album after he knew he was dying. And it's an interesting album. Uh hmm. But yeah, I would I would highly recommend Warren Zevon. I don't know how would you how would you characterize his sound, James? He's rock, but it's like I don't know. He's a very distinctive style. Um, a lot of guitar, piano. He's kind of like a like a, I, and I don't necessarily want to make this comparison, but he's like a, a, a Elton John's like American Brother. His music sounds a lot like that. It's not like show tuny, but there's a lot of piano in it. There's a mm. lot of it relies heavily at times on narrative. Um, a lot of his songs are built around yeah. very common themes. And his it sounds odd to say, but his voice more than other performers takes real precedence in driving a lot of his songs as well. And kind of like Elton John, he'll he'll change his voice sometimes yeah. depending on the style of song that he's singing. It can be anything from like almost like Southern rock to like jazz to like a, an elegy kind of blues, blues. as well. Yeah. 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 That's, but yeah, that's I, I'd say it. yeah, I really like him and we've discussed this before. Like typically when I listen to music, I don't care about the lyrics. It like means nothing to me. I actually listen to a lot of the lyrics because there are a lot of times interesting. Um, and they could be kind of weird, but they all have like deeper meaning. Yeah. It, they um is about a boy who like starts off by like just throwing food on his chest and they're like and then people like wave it off and they're like ah he's just an excitable boy and mm -hmm. then he like does something else i forget and they're like ah he's an excitable boy and then he takes a girl to prom and i believe in the lyrics it says he rapes her and kills her mm -hmm. and then he goes to prison and when he gets out he digs up her corpse and builds a cage out of her bones. Wow. Yeah, it's so pretty if you like, Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's like, if you actually listen to the song, it's just like, huh. And then his <laughs> other one, I don't know. It That's like his, kind of his most out there one. Uh, but I yeah. I think RJ, RJ, you'd like Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner. Roland the Headless that's, Thompson oh, yeah. Gunner is great. That, that's that's like your favorite, isn't it, James? It's uh, out of the popular ones. I don't know. I think I'd have to say, um, oh shit, that's such a good question. Uh, Werewolves of London. I don't think you. Werewolves of London. It. I think it's such a classic, like that riff, yeah. the actual story of it. I just like how a lot of his songs involve like itinerant narrators who are going from place to place. Like, yeah, it's a real kind of not jet setting, but kind of a 
almost like a hitchhiking traveling type of mentality. I like it. Oh, and one last thing. Well, I did learn an interesting uh, thing from his one of his albums. Um, one of his albums is called a uh, Bad Luck Streak in Dancing School. Do you know what a dancing school is? Strip club? No, it's a euphemism for a brothel. Oh. Oh, shit. I, know, oh. I didn't know that. Huh. I didn't know that either. You learn something new every day. Thank you, Warren Zevon. Thank you. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> well, my recommendation, uh, it features one of Calvin's favorite voice actors. Uh, a little man by the name of Richard Armitage. I have oh. finally watched Castlevania. Hey. What, what's season? All of them. Because season four just came out. I watched all of them. Oh, fuck him. In the I last two days. Season, I have not seen season four yet, so do not talk about season four. All right. I, I won't four. talk about yeah. season four. James, have what you seen you think, season Gardner? three? I have seen season... Th I've seen all the, the first three seasons. I've not seen season four. All right. I thought it was fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. I just based on my experience with seasons one and two, I went into it thinking, okay, I like the animation style. That's pretty cool. I like the voice actors. I think they're doing really well, but it seemed like it was going to be kind of one of those, like everything sucks and everything is horrible and just expect everybody to have bad endings. And like, it's all yeah. going to be grim, dark and gritty. But then, like, the little bits of, like, comedic dialogue that they threw in there, especially when Alucard, Sypha, and um, Trevor all, like, worked together for the first time and, like, yeah. made their way to the Belmont Keep. It was like, alright, this is cool, I like this. <laughs> I... So, yeah. There's... You're the best person in Season 3. There's a right answer. <laughs> Well, we'll see. James and I, James knows who. Uh, I, 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 I might revise my answer first. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. There's a guilty pleasure answer, and then there's a uh, there's a pure Christian answer. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I remember the denotation between seasons three and four. Uh -huh. I honestly want to say Saint Germain. Saint Germain. No, but Saint Germain's a great one as well. Which one is Saint Germain? Saint Germain. Uh, spoilers for you anybody listening about season three. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. Spoilers to anyone up to season three of Castlevania. Saint Germain, <clears throat> Germain, whatever, is the guy they meet in the village that Trevor and Cipher meet in the village, who is oh. um looking for the portal because and he's like this he's like supposed to be a well-known person that the belmonts know and he knew the belmonts and like there it's like alluded to that he's like got some like not like magic but like he knows a lot of things and like it's that guy who helps oh, him at the end yeah and he jumps That's into the right. portal to dive after his uh friend lover who disappeared while working on the like portal to the multiverse the yeah he looks, like metal, he looks like a metal gear uh character <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, who's he's he got voiced by again bill nye bill nye, bill nye. I, that's what it is I yeah bill nye did it i do um, want to note that the way they pronounce everything with these heavy uh, not even heavy with these eastern accents is so insane because 
Mm-hmm. It took me way too mm-hmm. long for them to realize they weren't saying Cypher. Oh, no, I'm with you. I thought they were calling her Cypher until I watched it with uh, subtitles. Yeah, I only I noticed like, in one of the episode oh. descriptions <laughs> that it was Cypher. And I was like, oh, okay. No. Uh, but no, okay. James, you, um, didn't, you didn't answer the best character in season three. The best character in three. It's um, clearly not Robot know, James. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I would say I'm trying to wrap brain because I have I have my guilty pleasure answer lined up. I need to say, say it. Like a, say it. <laughs> the guilty pleasure answer is obviously Lenore. She's hot as shit. Um, I mean, <laughs> that voice actress, like I goddamn, mean, she right. committed. You know exactly. Yeah. CRJ, there is a right answer. <laughs> um, I agree. But that it's I good. Not, it's good. <laughs> I'm not gonna sell my soul to a girl so she'll step on my balls or whatever. But like, it's still pretty, <laughs> still pretty att- attractive. Um, but I, I, I honestly, as as basic as it is to say, Trevor has remained my favorite um, throughout the series. I think his introduction is awesome in season one, like him at that bar. Because um, I was kind of like you, RJ. I was like, I thought this was the Castlevania was going to be kind of like overly gritty to and really just banking on. Reminded me of like... You're cutting out yeah, hard, man. You're robotting. It reminded you of what? Um, still a robot. So James movies. is dead. It's a shame. Uh, I will say that anger. <laughs> I, th- I I don't know if it's r- uh, is it typecasting to put Richard Armitage in the Trevor Belmont role after he uh, or when he was also doing I don't remember which came out first, but uh, Wolverine: The Long Night. Uh, I believe Wolverine came out first. Because they, like, they don't have the same voice. Like, I, I could not get this. Like, they, he did the two voices very differently, very well. They're very, there are some similar aspects, though. Uh, Wolverine Long Night came out 2018. Season one of Castlevania is honestly probably around that time. Yeah. But just these these two, like, loner fighters who drink and are rude to people but deep down they actually want to help so castlevania came out first yeah james if you're speaking i haven't heard anything of what you've said no i i've just been okay. quiet now you're back. <laughs> welcome back oh <laughs> spoke too soon goodbye <laughs> you are banished banished uh, to the shadow uh, realm uh james is it an that... ep blast uh, and he's gone and he's back. Is this working at all? Is this I like mean, now you're what's clear? Going on? I have no idea what's going on. I've never had this happen with uh, Discord before. You're here. I can hear you now. Okay, good. All right. So Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. No, it's so it's wonderful. Um, I was saying before I turned into a cyborg. Uh, the humor reminded me a lot of like the humor that they'd have in the Christopher Nolan, like Batman movies where it's like kind of subtle, but still present. And it really helps like add some much needed levity sometimes to something that can be very like heavy. Yes. Um, but I, RJ, which season did you, have you liked? So I, I guess out of the first three, which one really caught your eye? I think it was season two because season Why? one, I remember hitting the finale of season one and going, Wait, what? That was the end? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But I, th- I think it also, season one did a very good job then, if I did get to the end of season one and went, wait, that was season one, like, we're already done with season one, we're on to season two now? Okay. Um, <laughs> but I could see how it could be frustrating if, when it first came out of being that the cutoff point, and then you start season two. Um, but season two, particularly the main trio interaction. Like, I kind of wish we'd gotten a little bit more of that in the series. Um, yeah. Because <clears throat> after season... It's like halfway through season two, right? They leave? Or no. It's after season two, right? Because season three, they're on their own doing Season their two, they spend almost... Uh, the, the trio spend almost all of <clears throat> season two underground in the library and yeah. it primarily focuses on Dracula, Dracula's court and the uh, two Forge Masters, and yeah. then at the ultimate climax at the end. And then season three, they're split up with Cypher and uh, Trevor in the village, dealing with that craziness, and uh, Alucard at the at Dracula's castle, dealing with the people that show up from Japan, Those and then people. also. Mm. Yeah. Rude. Very. No, I definitely that's I think that's a pretty good recommendation. I haven't thought about that show in a while, but I remember enjoying every season that I've watched of it, which I cannot say for a lot of shows, even ones I've watched on Netflix. It's I'm now tempted to go watch the uh Greek show they have that's like similar art style. Yeah. I saw that the trailer didn't like capture me, but at the same time, I don't really remember the trailers for Castlevania capturing me outright. Like, I don't know if I had, if I hadn't sat down with Cal and watched it, I would have actually. I watched the first two or three episodes of the uh, Greek one, and uh, it just didn't. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the setting. I'm not huge into Greek mythology. But it didn't capture me as much. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know that it was bad per se. It just, I don't know. It didn't grab me like Castlevania did. That's fair. And I, I don't, I'm, I think I just need to try it because, I mean, it took me how long to actually watch Castlevania. So. Still haven't watched Love, Death, and Robots, have you? No. <laughs> no. I I thought about opening my recommendation with that that I was that uh you're gonna be disappointed That's because fair. it's not Love Death and Robots. I am I am disappointed in you. Oh well. Ugh. I'll live. Will you? I don't know, but we'll find out. Oh yeah. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some comedic advice. The first question is one that we've all dealt with before, all three of us. How do you deal with the thought, screw this, screw that, I'm abandoning everything and going to live in the woods? I mean, I'm still there. Um, that's still the kind I, of the plan. That thought recurs every... I've just It's less I've given up, it's more I've just uh, started to plan uh, for that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> just Yeah, it's, it's not essentially an inevitability, but it's becoming more and more of a likely probability uh, for me to... Yeah kind of base not my life around but definitely it's it's a point um that seems to be on the horizon i yeah. will say i was very disappointed uh like in my fourth year of college <laughs> to find out that i could have taken 
basically like half the money and just gone and started a taco truck. Oh, damn, really? Yeah. Only a food truck only costs like $16,000. Shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that I mean, would have been good. you could still do that. I could still That's do that, but true. I also don't have the like food expertise or the willingness to actually work those hours. Yeah, those are long hours. Yeah. I don't know. In in apparently in like uh Indian culture, uh there either is or used to be like a ritual where uh after a man had reached like thirty five or forty where he had like raised his family and like contributed to his community and stuff, he was basically uh not just allowed or encouraged, but essentially expected to like leave um society and become a monk, like join a, an order or something and just like kind of hang out for the rest of his life like that. I wish that was an option. I would totally, I would totally do that. Um, so uh, go work for Epic. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck no. <laughs> oh, Am I wrong? Yeah. No, no way. <laughs> Blow my fucking brains out. Those people sound miserable sometimes. What do you mean sometimes? All the time. Yeah, Epic, Epic's like the Disney of local tech companies. They like work their people to like the bone. And it's like, their living or their workspace is cool, but people there seem like because the because the amount of hours they have to work is so brutal that they need that to offset it. Yeah, which is like <laughs> I feel like that would end up making me potentially resent uh, that whole quirky decoration even more. But at the same time, like I'm just probably not one of those people. That means I'm not one of those people who should work there. But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I'd say. Uh... Power through the thought, honestly. Like, yeah, in the moment it sounds like a good idea. And then once you get out to the woods, you're going to realize it's just as much work. And even though there's no society, you're stuck with your own voices in your head. And that's just as unfun. Yeah, but I'm friends with them. <laughs> I'd like the voices to in my say head that we've been out there for three years, no other human contact, and you're talking to the uh, mannequins you've set up out of it's twigs and head- rocks. If Ted no, they'd be squirrels. I'd talk it. to the squirrels. I can, yeah, I would just, I'd bring my books, I'd bring a typewriter, and I'd write my manifesto. That'd be awesome, you know? I'd get, like, a, I'd get a falcon, like, in my side of the mountain. Frightful. <laughs> Hell yeah. You just kidnap it from its parents, force it to imprint upon you, and then you have a friend. <laughs> there mm. we go. That's, that's how I've made most of my friends, actually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, let's see how it is. <laughs> This strange man continually breaks in a nursery ward. <laughs> Ooh, you took it to a dark place. It's wow. not dark. That's that's what we were talking. Oh, well, I guess I mean, uh, strange James is right. That would be the human equivalent. Yeah, yeah no, it doesn't mean it's not dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. What? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I can't. Deb- I can't debate that. What do you mean stealing babies is dark? That's ridiculous. It's <laughs> insane. So I guess your two options uh, are either do it or don't. Yeah, you're going to have to square. You're going to have to make your bones, your peace with that. Just, dude, the whole goal, like, our society should encourage you to do that, I feel like. Like, just make enough money where you've contributed, and then you can retire uh, on, like, a very modest or kind of meager living to live your life out in, like, a small, like, I mean, they do. They just expect you to do it at age 70. Yeah, Yeah. and which is, like, totally pointless and not an incentive at all. When you're not (laughs) able to do anything anymore. Yeah, like, that's, like... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, our next questions uh, might be even harder to a- answer. Uh, what's your favorite flavor of tea? 
Oh, that is a tough answer. Kind with leaves in it. All right, James. Uh, James, you, get Ethan, out. I need you to leave. <laughs> you uncultured swine. All right. Whoa, look if at I this want cold man. tea, I want black tea from those like Nature Leaf Tea Company, whatever they got. Black tea. Uh, Hot tea. Uh, uh, there is an. I think it's literally called like Egypt, Egypt tea or Egyptian tea or something. But. It's a very, very sweet tea. This is the brand or the flavor? I think the flavor. See if I can look it up. You don't drink tea, do you, James? I used to. I used to back in Milwaukee, actually. I would have uh, green or black tea when I got up in the morning. Um, but I stopped doing that for a while, and then I started uh, drinking coffee. I've not gone back since. Uh, I need to correct my statement. It's technically Egyptian licorice. Oh, I hate licorice. You love licorice, okay, don't but it's you? Not, it's not licorice <laughs> as in, like, the black candy flavor. It's That's the only specific... kind. No. It's specifically, That's like... That's licorice. <laughs> okay, well, it has none of that flavor in it. It's Wait, literally... when you said you taste like licorice, what are you talking about? Okay. You know the black licorice candy? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't taste like that. No, I know, but, like, what are you saying when it, what, like, what it tastes like? Doesn't uh, licorice just taste like gum so it or something? Tastes, honestly, a little sickly sweet, and it contains. Mm. If I can find the, oh my god, Amazon, give me the description of this. Um, <laughs> so it uses licorice root, yes, but it also uses cinnamon and orange peel for flavoring. Ooh, that actually interesting. Good. See, I just don't like licorice. Like actual licorice is not like that aniseed taste is not. For me. Uh, for you, then, I'm going to recommend mint. I like Not mint a mint tea. fan. No, he doesn't like mint either. No, yeah. I, I drink... Stop having bad um, taste buds. No, my <laughs> just have evolved taste buds. You are... You just don't, you're just not on my level. You, I can't explain Actually, it to you. Maybe uh, uh, <laughs> you just I'm won't evolved. understand. <laughs> no, um, I drink uh, a travel mug of tea every morning. Um... And I typically drink either English breakfast or um, Earl Grey is my favorite. Honestly, one of my favorites, Earl Grey. That, that, uh, oh, what is it? Okay, it's, not, it's like a citrus. Yeah. Well, it is the elixir of immortality. Um, <laughs> Bergamot oil. The Bergamot oil in the Earl Grey adds just the perfect amount of citrus with the black tea. It's perfect. Um, I've been drinking lavender Earl Grey recently. Um, that's been awesome. That that bit of lavender adds quite a bit that I enjoy. But um, uh, typically in the morning, it'll be English breakfast. Uh, I should try and get Irish breakfast. Irish breakfast is even darker, stronger, and that's good. Yeah, are you um, sure it's also alcoholic? No. Yeah, it's got whiskey in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be good too, though. Well, actually, no. Yeah, tea and be. tea and alcohol, I don't no. know how well that would be. Um, no, well, I've made Earl I've made Earl Grey simple syrup before. Um, that's good. And you make a good you can make a good uh Manhattan with that. Ooh, that's that's Ooh. quite good. Um but no, and then um Oh, I've also been drinking this uh, tea from a local tea company that's called China Breakfast. And it's got this really interesting kind of um, 
bite to it. It kind of reminds me of like a sourdough. It's like a spice kind of. Hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but it's that's really good. Um, but then that's my black teas that I'll drink in the morning. And then evening, I'm a fan of just lemon herbal tea. Um, I've I also have started drinking a uh, lavender chamomile, like sleepy time. That's okay. been that's pretty good. Kelvin needs a sleepy time tea. Dude, I used to hate the flavor of chamomile. I tried it a couple times. I was like, ah, oh, this is weird. And then I kept drinking it, and I was like, this is very relaxing. <laughs> And James is just a healer. I, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably just whatever store green tea that I would get is uh, what I make. I'm more of a coffee man. Have, have you ever myself. had matcha? Like matcha oh, green tea? Uh, I've had, I think I've had like matcha green tea ice cream. Um, I don't know that that counts. It does not. I don't think I've had, I haven't had matcha green tea. No. Matcha green tea is interesting. It's very coat your tongue. Okay. So it's, I'd say you're either going to like it or hate it. Good to know. I say that I'm indifferent. So I guess you can be anywhere. Um. <laughs> Our next question What's the best way to grow your hair out without looking shaggy or like a bum with the in between phase? With the further details, I'm just hoping for some helpful tips about and about how long I should expect short hair to grow to shoulder length. Thanks in advance. Oh wow, that'll take like short hair to shoulder length. It's uh for how long? It's about three inches. Uh, that's, that's yeah, like a year. And uh, yeah, time wise, it's gonna be about a year. As someone who just did wow. that, did that, wow. <laughs> you won't. Um, the unfortunate thing is like, cause you'll like ideally, what you want to do is if you're really serious about growing it out, is you'll go and see your barber or a beautician, and you'll get it shaped as it grows so it doesn't just grow like out totally wild um yeah. but there is really no way uh in my personal experience to avoid the awkward like any awkward phases like just like any haircut like you're gonna have an awkward stage where it doesn't look uh, quite right Here's i don't know if experience. you get it if you get it trimmed and properly maintained and you're doing all the proper stuff i feel like it doesn't look like a bomb it may not look like perfect end result but yeah. i don't really look like a bad as someone no, who you won't do that. It'll look awkward, though. Yeah. Um, I found I went through the stage of short hair, looked mess, looked messy and bum and whatever, and then I was Jamie Lannister hair, because it hit that like length from when he from early on in Game of Thrones, and then it got messy and shaggy again. Locks. Yeah, and then it got too just long and naturally pulled itself back, and I didn't have to wear a hat anymore. So your ha a hat is your best friend. But once you start wearing the hat, you can't take it off because otherwise your hair you have hat hair. Ah, but yeah, once it gets long enough, it naturally stays back, so it doesn't matter. That's if you want it to true. stay back, though. Fair. That's also fair. Uh, I hate long hair. It's too much effort. Yeah, uh, dude, you've got. Yeah. I mean, well, what's the longest hair you've ever had, Calvin? Uh, honestly, I'm probably getting close to, uh, I'm not getting back. Well, I'm getting kind of close. I've been like two months now without a haircut. Probably three months is the longest I've gone without a haircut. I want to see so, you go a year. God, yeah, I'd love, I'd love no. to see Cal <laughs> Kurt Russell escape from oh New York. Oh my God. <laughs> my hair is so thick. It would be annoying. And it starts getting kind of curly. 
and I don't want that. That'd be so funny, dude. If Cal got like a Jufro or something like that, I would literally <laughs> die. <laughs> okay, not that curly. <laughs> yeah. oh, that'd be funny. It just kind of starts getting more, I guess more like wavy. I still oh, want to see yeah. it. I'd love to see it. Well, then I guess I have to decide if I I was going to get a haircut like tomorrow or Friday. Oh, don't. Yeah, you're already, you're already nine do months I in. Do I go for it? <laughs> I've only got do nine I, more months. I, I'll, okay, how long do I go for it? A year. Honestly, okay, here's what, I, here's what I I don't know that I can do a year. Here's, oh. here's what I propose. I just want to see how long you could like survive without going to the barber. And at whatever point you break and decide, okay, I can't deal with this anymore, I want a picture. I'd say six months. I'd say by the end of uh, by September. I will. I will give you the summer. Okay. okay. Hell yeah. It's I'll take it. Me. It's good. I'm, I'm gonna look horrible. I can't. I'm agreeing to this on the podcast because otherwise I will wimp out of it. Uh, <laughs> and like get a haircut tomorrow. The oh, there is only one problem. My uh-huh. mother may hold me down and cut my hair with scissors herself. Oh, fuck that. You're bigger than her. Just throw her off. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. My mom, she's a special ed teacher. They And she went through all the training to hold kids that were, like, having episodes and stuff. I think she could take me. I don't know. I don't know that. I, I have, like, yeah. 50 pounds or more on her. I still think she could take me. I don't know if That's it's a matter actually, of taking I her. I think it's a matter of asserting the fact yeah. that you're a grown man. <laughs> you might need to avoid uh, family engagements then because she might do that. <laughs> Tell her it's from right, I'll tell her that I've been told that you, by you two that I can't cut my hair now. Game is our word. Your word, yeah. It's our fault. Oh, should I should I should I take after my dad? I think when he when he was my age, he had a mullet. Oh, do it. There you go. You just say that. Say it was dad's idea. <laughs> um, next question. Oh, and this is an important one considering it's summer. Guys who wear shorts, what kind of footwear do you wear with them, and what's your sock situation? With the further details, I'm in the dad sock zone, and I know that's very, very bad. What do you Easy. mean, dad? Don't wear zone? shorts. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking it to mean that, like, whether they're either wearing socks and sandals, which never. I, I mean, uh, or yeah. they're wearing socks and sneakers, but have their socks just like all the way up their thigh. Oh yeah, that's or, yeah, like or whatever. No, I I mean, for me, like if I'm wearing like a nicer pair of like khaki shorts or whatever, really any shorts, like I usually have been going with the uh, the kind of like bunched up because um, I wear Converse. I wear like white Converse high tops. So I just go with a kind of classic basic like um, I've got like white uh, Tommy Hilfiger socks that I bunch up around. Ooh, like, mid. I know. Dropping. Look at this I'm guy. Very, you I'm very are a hipster. Like, at the uh at the you say this name, like it's a new thing the name brand clothing store that i went to at the strip mall to get my socks <laughs> very very high end um no i i uh i really like them they're very comfortable and you can just bunch them up around um like your mid ankle you kind of roll them a little bit they get those ruffles and uh, i don't think it looks too bad i think you can um go with that run with that and it looks uh pretty okay um what about you calvin Man doesn't wear. Uh, don't wear shorts. I told you, I don't <laughs> ever wear shorts. Fair. Um, Be a man. Wear pants. Well, I guess or I'm gonna have to do what I used to do, and you wear pants that zip off into shorts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I had to wear those for so many summers because 
that was part of the Boy Scout uniform. And everybody would always zip them off into shorts. And I was like, nah, I'm wearing pants. <laughs> You're out in the woods. There were ticks. Yeah, that's honestly why I, I still wear pants is because I grew up. Most of my summers were out in the woods. And it's like, I ain't wearing shorts out here. That's how you get ticks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend, like, A, honestly, I don't, uh, I'm not as hateful on the socks and sandals thing only because I know, like, your feet get sweaty and that's uncomfortable. But um, that means just wear shoes. And when you're wearing socks with shoes, if you want to wear those, like, ankle socks, that's fine. But I think they're kind of dumb. Uh, Wear normal socks and you you take the end of the sock and you flip it halfway down so that the, like, top of the sock, once it's rolled down, is, like, just above your ankle. That's what's normal. That's what everybody else does. No one's gonna look at you sideways. Oh yeah, that sounds solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think we should do this. Do this at least one more question because I think it's an important one. Uh, yeah. I'm going to alter the further details though. Uh, so you walk <clears throat> into a room with a woman breastfeeding her baby. What do you do? Even in 2021, it's still awkward for most men. So, uh, baby's feeding, and you walk into the room. What's your go-to next move? He censored the word boob. Oh. <laughs> just gotta undo your work there, RJ. No, it's fine. It uh, wasn't for you, Calvin. Um. Oh, I okay, I understand now. Never mind. <laughs> and I just remembered you guys no are taking a long your own time to answer this place. question that should be very easy to answer. I already it is very I easy to answer. You I, just I, kind I, of do your own said, just walk out. I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I said slap it out of her arms. Oh. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> you may have heard it, James. We were just trying to move past it. Disgusting. <laughs> no. Okay, so James' suggestion is uh, smack the baby to the ground. <laughs> they bounce. They'll be fine. Well, but, okay. Yeah. Um, mainly stem cells. I'm going to side with Calvin. Um, Calvin is right. You, If you walk into the room and that's going on... Congratulations, it doesn't affect you. Move on with your life and go do your thing. Then yeah, you it's should a natural walk part up. of life. Yeah, yeah you, should, you should walk up and get really close to her and shake her hand and just say that she's being really brave. Nope. And, uh, nope, you don't do that. Yeah. All right, so here's another beat. We're going to actually do another uh, Better Buddies advice thing here where we say, just don't ever listen to James. Yeah. Uh, well, that's don't not really advice. To James. That's more like a commandment um that yeah is... that's true we should add that to one of the commandments of the better buddies podcast <laughs> add it to the charter <laughs> rule, no, I, rule I, I number need... four yeah. don't listen to james wait what are the first three uh, make podcast qu- make mo- question question mark question mark I... get money <laughs> Probably. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i <laughs> I, I I would uh, I would to be serious I would say yeah like I, I I understand like maybe for a moment like a kind of like oh my god but at the same time it's like it is a natural thing it's it's I mean it's you know you can't really control when a, a baby's like gonna be hungry and it's like all right I mean yeah why not you know so I don't yeah. know I think I understand on a certain level why like people are uh like not the right choice of words, but like turned off by it. Like I get that, I suppose. But at the same time, it's kind of like, we all probably do something gross in public every so often. And I don't even, gross. I think it's just something you, you heard it here first. James often. thinks breastfeeding is gross. 
think boobs are gross. <laughs> um, I think they're really disgusting. Actually, uh, I hate them. Um, you heard no, it for, but... here first. James hates babies. I hate children. I hate babies. Okay, caboose. <laughs> Don't ever go uh, to sleep. <laughs> okay. He's doing that thing again. again. <laughs> I, think, I think I need to cut you off here. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, joining this week before you devolve into more RVB quote-offs. Of course, sir. <laughs> uh, thank you Time to the band. What, what, Calvin? Timeline. Time does not run in lines, runs in circles. That is why clocks are round. I shouldn't have asked. You shouldn't have. <laughs> thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. It's on iTunes and Spotify. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Do the appropriate things to listen to the show and review it and all that fun stuff and click it and get more downloads for us. Uh, we're also on social media, Facebook, Better Buddies, uh, Twitter, at BetterBudCast, use the hashtag BetterBuddies, and our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. Send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and war, memes for Meme Monday, or questions that you need answered. Uh, we'll do our best, or worst, depending on if it's myself, Calvin, or Jane. Ooh. And last, but not least... Be a better buddy. Oh, look at this, man. We're talking <gasps> man. finance, James. Finance. Finance. Yeah, student, student loans and credit cards. Oh, that's fun.